we're back. It's another episode of the 301 Podcast. Yeah. Joining you live from Columbus, Ohio, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Joining us from Cincinnati, Ohio, give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Hey, that kind of brother is an absolute fool. But what's up, y'all? <laughs> we will definitely be talking about him a little bit later. And give it up for um, Ian, international Ian Morgan, coming to us <laughs> from Cleveland, Ohio. What's up, Ian? I bring you greetings from Abu Dhabi. I bring you <laughs> greetings from the, what are we, three seed, four seed, it don't matter, seed, the Eastern Conference champions, Cleveland Cavaliers. God bless you. Oh, things have changed. No, oh, wow. not really. I just wanted to start. <laughs> So those of you that don't know, Ian just came back from overseas, so that's why he's International Ian now. He will be International Ian until some other major life event happens, and we'll change it again. <laughs> and he just um, had an anniversary, so that's what's up. Hey, That's true. Happy anniversary to Ian and wife. Can we say her name? Should we say her name on the podcast, or should we be keeping that anonymous? Man, let's go with a code name. Um, okay. I'll, uh, code I'll name do- Ian's wife. Yeah. M.M. 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 Shout out to Team Morgan, the sequel, Insider. Um, so. There <laughs> we go. Want to start off by thanking everyone who has downloaded, subscribed, shared, yes, commented. Yes. Uh, it has been great to get all the feedback we've been getting, and we really appreciate the support. Special shout out to Rosemarie Bay on Instagram, who... Hey. Uh, who answered our uh, social media question, as well as Alonzo Richardson, who joined the conversation on Facebook. Shout out to you guys. We love hearing from you guys. So if you guys do want to connect with us on social media, at 3-1-Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, you can search the 3-1-Podcast on Facebook. You can also shoot us an email at 3-1-Podcast at UrbanArtsDigital.com. But now that we've got all that housekeeping stuff out of the way, let's get to the headlines. This week... The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. Do you do you hear it? Do you feel it? Do you Thank feel the excitement? Good Lord. <laughs> and we have a essentially what's gonna be a play-in game on Wednesday yep. between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Denver Nuggets. The winner gets in. So we're gonna start off with that, guys. Minnesota and Denver. Who do you guys feel like has the edge and who would you rather see in the playoffs? Um well, I mean, I think uh, sorry, Ian. I guess we were both uh, ready to go, um, you know. But um, I think if I uh, start, I think Minnesota wins. Uh, first of all, I had a difficult time because I was looking at their statistics. You know, Minnesota. I mean, excuse me, Denver's hot. They're like I think they're eight and two of their last ten games. Um, they've been playing good basketball. However, Minnesota is at home. Minnesota has a little more star power. Um, and I'd honestly like to see Minnesota get in, um, just see the matchup with them and, and Houston to start, uh, I think would be a lot of fun. I think the Western conference, uh, playoffs is just going to be incredible to watch anyways. Um, but I do think Minnesota gets that victory. I think, uh, uh, they ride their home crowd. The home crowd should know that this is winter go home. So they better come out and support. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that's, I, I definitely have the, the wolves, uh, going on and uh, playing Houston. I gotta go ahead and uh, agree with um, 
OGKT down there in Cincinnati. Hey, man. Hey, we, hey. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, I, I, I don't want to see Denver at all. They, they're boring. They are, they are the the new Atlanta Hawks. I think I said that before. Wow. Um, and it's tough because um, I like some of the cats on the squad. Can we just talk about Kenneth Fareed kind of fading into oblivion at this point? Because I feel like that's what's happening. Um, Talk about a guy who's fallen from grace, got that big contract, played in the Olympics, and I literally don't think I've seen him play since the Olympics. Yep. Yep. I mean, mean, he never really had the skill set to actually, you know, take that next step. But, you you know, you think guys are working on their game. You think guys are working on, you know, if it be a jump shot, X, Y, and Z. I mean, he was always in that weird in-between space where he's not tall enough to be a dominant big yeah. Where he's not small enough to be a like a viable three or something like that. So he had to develop some other skills, and maybe he just hasn't. I don't know. But um, I, I got to go with Keith. Uh, Minnesota 29-11 and 11 at home. Uh, the road is really what gives them woes. But I, I'm, I'm thinking that they have the uh, firepower to, to pull off. Um, I mean, to go ahead and, and win this game. I mean, they let's face it, they should be a lot better than they are. Seriously. But, um. Even still, I got them over Denver. Unless, um, what's my what's my man's name? One of the light skinned guys. So I feel like everybody on Denver is light skinned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, man? I can't remember his name. Y'all Gary Harris? Huh? Gary Harris? No, 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 no. Uh, Jamal shooter. Murray? Young, young Jamal, Murray. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Um, you know, I like his game, even though his game is basically predicated on putting up threes. Um, if Jokic, you know, comes the ball, you know, just, uh, you know, they'll. I think they'll make it interesting, but I don't think they have enough to uh, to win, especially because Devin Harris is on their team, and I think he's just <laughs> awful. Paul Millsap, so. he ain't that great. Yeah, I mean it's it's been disappointing. I'm I'm kidding about Devin Harris. You know, he's he's a winner, but they got a <laughs> lot of guys that just don't Oh really. now you're kidding. Wilson Chandler's still there, which is okay. They got guys like Will Barton, I mean Richard Jefferson, I poor poor RJ. RJ. Poor RJ. But yeah, uh looking forward to seeing Minnesota. I want to see them match up against some guys. I want to see what Cat can do in the playoffs. I want to see if Andrew Wiggins in the playoffs maybe is a star. Because we know regular oh, season him is I don't know, Malcolm. I feel, did you call Man. him Rudy Gay 2.0? I don't know, but that's a very accurate uh description of him. Yeah. Um look, I I agree for the most part. Minnesota I think is gonna pull it out, but Denver is really hot right now. Uh, winners of six straight. Gary Harris came back, I believe, last night and really gave them a spark on both ends of the court. Jimmy Butler uh, just came back for the Timberwolves, too. He's kind of rounding into into playoff form. Um, to be honest, does it really matter? Because whoever gets there is going to get def- beat up by the Rockets anyway. Neither one of these teams matches up well with the Rockets. Yeah, I don't think they're um, getting swept, you, though. I, I feel a sweep. To be ooh, honest, ooh. I feel a sweet with, with Denver. With Denver, uh, I love, I like Jokic, but defensively he's a problem. And it's just they're a really young team. They don't, they don't have the requisite experience. And I, I really want to see. I like Mike Malone. I like their coach. I like some of their pieces, but I still think they're, they're probably one piece away. Minnesota, um, for all of their flaws, they've. Uh, with, when Jimmy Butler's in the lineup, they're a much better team. But 
I also agree with Ian. Andrew Wiggins is is a huge disappointment for any and this it's weird like being in Ohio this is weird faction of Cavaliers fans that are like oh I wish we had Andrew Wiggins if we had Andrew Wiggins oh it'd be great they're lying to whoever told them that is lying <laughs> Andrew Wiggins he 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 plays one half of the court okay and then for whatever reason he cannot be a good defensive player with all of his athleticism his length you would think that he could be an all-world defender, but for whatever reason, he he can't put it together. Um, so, to me, he's kind of the weak weak and missing link on this team. If they were able to somehow deal him in the offseason and get a more impactful player, I think this team could easily be a top-four seed in the West. I mean, he's still um, young, the, though, Malcolm. The he's still that young. He is, but he got his contract already. Yeah. He got his max deal already. And he's taken up all that money, and he's not really – he hasn't gotten any better. Um, yeah, I mean, you would love to say he's young, but he's not the, – the incremental improvement just hasn't been there. And then on top of that, you have Tibbs, who plays his guys seemingly every minute of every game. Um, and that's just a recipe against a team like Houston that's going to run you up and down the court and spread you out. That's just a recipe for guys breaking down. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, they'll it, be done I, for by game five. Right. Tell somebody, somebody put up a tweet when they signed Derrick Rose. Uh, Tibbs signed Derrick Rose to finish the job and to just kill him in Minnesota. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, poor Derrick Rose. Uh, I mean, that's and that's the like some and some of their moves just don't make any sense. Like Derrick Rose, what what real basketball talent does he actually bring to the, to the floor that's going to help a team? I mean, I'm yeah. So yeah, Minnesota will win, yay, and then get destroyed. So it'll be a great time. Um, <laughs> sorry, Minnesota fans. So while we're here, let's talk about the Western Conference seating right oh, now. Oh my goodness, crazy! If we're if we're assuming Minnesota wins, the matchups would be uh, Houston, Minnesota in the one eight, Golden State, Oklahoma City in the two seven, Portland. And and San Antonio will be a three six, and then Utah, New Orleans would be a four five. But um, the caveat is the three through um, eight seeds are only separated by a game and a half, so there could be a lot of movement um, on this last day of the regular season. Um, so, what matchup do you? I think I know the answer to this question already, but I'll ask it anyway. What matchup intrigues you most, and then what team? Do you guys see in the West that could make some noise outside of the obvious? I mean, I think we all think the the Rockets and the Warriors are the best team, but what other team could possibly surprise? Well, I kind of want to start with uh, just about the seeding, which, like you said, is crazy. I did see something about how, although OKC has the seventh spot now, they can't finish number seven. Um, Um, it would make sense because I think don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure a couple of the teams play play each other like yeah the the Spurs play the Pelicans tomorrow um, and they're both they both have the same record so that'll affect seeding yeah and then Oklahoma City they play the the Grizzlies so I mean the Grizzlies have mailed in their season pretty hard 
So mm-hmm. it's looking like I mean it could be Utah, New Orleans, San Antonio, Minnesota. Well, Utah, Utah's destroying Golden State right now, eighty-seven to forty-nine. So there's that. And I don't know who's play. Did you say eighty-seven forty-nine? I'm not kidding you. That is the yeah. score right now as we speak. I, I honestly I forgot about that matchup. Utah has given them problems. Um, at different points yeah. in the year, and I, I who do think, we th- who do we think is honestly playing in that for the Warriors right now? I'm yeah, pretty it, sure it, Qu- Quinn right. Cook and Kevon Looney, uh, uh, Nick Young, Javale McGee, Swaggy P. That's what I'm saying. If Swaggy P is out there, like they are losing, they're, they're playing right. the big guns. Um, <laughs> what well, the red play? So, whoo, that's a whole love. Okay, all right. I'm not even going to get into it, but, I mean, we know who the difference maker on that team is. and uh, JaVale McGee! <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it's not Nappy Kevin. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see Utah take on Golden State. Um, or, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Oklahoma City. Um, San Antonio, I kind of want to save them for a little bit deeper in the playoffs. Kawhi not being there sucks. Can I just say that? That just sucks. Um, I don't think you're the only one saying that. This would have been this. <laughs> this would have been because uh, Tony Parker and Ginobili are not saying that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this would have been a really interesting year to see you know him match up with Katie, to see him match up with the Wiggins if he makes it in, to see him match up with a PG. I mean, there's so much going on at the three spots. So disappointing. Um, but yeah, man, um, uh, Houston. I don't know why I'm not excited to see them play anybody in particular. I just want to see if they can beat a viable team, and I I don't know. Maybe the most realistic that they'll end up playing is that Minnesota. So I don't know. I'd be interested to see that though. I honestly um, would not want to see. Golden State and Oklahoma City in the first round. Um, so I'm really hoping that could be, you know, um, the potential following round. Um, maybe, of course, depending on how everything's going to shake up, it looks like Utah will probably claim that fourth uh, that fourth spot. So, you know, whatever else between, you know, five and seven um, will be interesting. But um, I have watched Oklahoma City play the last – few games that they've played um and they have looked really good honestly um defensively uh Russell Westbrook and a few of those guys have looked locked in um it's just it was like you know they 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 played Houston I believe on Saturday night um and it was a sight to see you know they were still playing hard both teams were even though Houston had still had that number one seat locked up um, but I really uh, love the feud that that whole Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook brings uh, when those two teams get onto the court. So, um, yeah. but I'm I'm really interested to see what New Orleans does. Honestly, um, depending on on their matchup, could be um, very intriguing to me. That's the team that I'm going to be watching very closely outside of Oklahoma City. Um, hey, Keith. I, I what's up? I think I know why. Who's their point guard again? Oh, oh here God. we go. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I just God. want 
Mm. Oh boy, okay. Ray Ray John Rondo. Ray John Rondo. The Kentucky okay. We, have, okay, we have we have already talked about Ray John Rondo way too much today. <laughs> this is already we've already went over the Ray John Rondo quota for this podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll leave man. it. I'll leave it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, those those uh that's the team I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, I agree with the sentiments of Ian with Houston. I'm really not overly excited to see them play anyone until you get into uh, Western, Western Conference Finals or whatnot. But um, Golden State, Oklahoma City, if that's the first round, man, that's going to be a tough first round for Golden State. Uh, Steph's supposed to be back uh, for the start of the playoffs or when? Do we know? Mm, he's, he's probably the... His um, his estimate puts him at least probably not till the second round. So if they get OKC first round without without Curry, ooh, oh lord, ooh, you'll never, you'll never it hear could be interesting. It. it could be interesting, but Oklahoma City is one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams where one day you'll see them and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a real title contender. And then you'll see them and be like. Oh my gosh! They just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. It's 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 literally that extreme. Now I believe that Russell Westbrook would put on his cape for that Golden State Warrior series. Oh yeah, and he would run through all of the walls to beat them. Absolutely. Um. um so I'm I'm somewhat interested in that series. The other slight caveat to this is that Utah is four, Portland is three. Um, and Utah and Portland play um tomorrow night mm. in the last game of the season so utah could come up to that third seed yep now to your point keith new or- a new orleans portland series i think would be a really good series mm-hmm. i think those teams would match up well i would i would love i wish that there was some kind of can we get some like prp injections for for demarcus cousins because i feel like those two in the playoffs davis and cousins they just create so many problems for anyone just because no one has the size to play with them. No. Um, and they were just starting to kind of hit their stride before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Anthony Davis is is easily a top 10 player, top 10 talent in the league. Um, and I think if they get the right matchup, a team like Portland, they might be able to get out of the first round. But the team that I'm really, I'm really seeing great things from is Utah. Um, Quinn Snyder really got those guys playing well after the All-Star break. Donovan Mitchell is better than anyone could have imagined. He's a stud. Um, he is an absolute stud. I mean, after they got after they lost Gordon Haywood, I think everyone pretty much had written them off and said this team isn't I mean, this team isn't um, a contender at all in the West, but they started out slow, but once they caught their stride and Donovan Mitchell kind of became the focal point of that offense, Rudy Gobert got healthy and Ricky Rubio, Ruby Vision. Um has come back. Had a had a Ruby Vision sighting in Utah. Um I think you really have to start looking at the Jazz as a as a as a franchise and an organization that is building a program and a system there. Um and a lot of it on the backs of guys that you wouldn't have expected. Um whether it's Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, even uh Ricky Rubio. Um these are Ricky guys that Rubio. I think people didn't even know about or had forgotten about or completely given up on. Um, but Quinn Snyder, I think he deserves Coach of the Year for pulling this team together and making them possibly all the way up to the number three seed in the West. Who would have thought that? You lose Gordon Hayward, gain uh, Ricky Rubio, and you go up to the third seed. 
And Rudy Gobert is easily the best def- defensive uh, center in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, and that defense is for real. They give the, they give the Warriors a lot of problems. And I think that would be a, a much more entertaining series. And I think people um, on the outside would probably look at it in the second round. Um, I, I, I also agree with Ian. I would love to have seen a full strength Spurs, but mm-hmm. that dream will not happen. But um, Utah is the team that I'm really looking forward to. And um, I, I think I'd tune in for a Warriors-Thunder series, at least the first couple games, to see how things get going. But in order for the Thunder to really be able to make a run, they're going to have to get uh, – speaking of PRP injections, we need to get some of that for uh, some human growth hormone or something for Carmelo Anthony. Cause, Please. Man, it's it's tough to watch him Where at this part Hoodie of his Mello? career. I, unfortunately, I think this is Hoodie Mello. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Malcolm, I wanted to quick give a quick shout out. You got you got done talking about Utah. Shout out to Jay Crowder. Um averaging yeah. over ten points a game ever since he got to Utah. Um I think he's still getting settled. Um, but definitely um, you know, making uh, I guess I'll say more of more of an impact. I mean he's shooting a little bit worse than he was in Cleveland, but I think it's you see him a little bit more comfortable in that system. Uh, than he was with the Cavs, and so, um, I mean, let's not forget how big of a signing that or of a of a trade piece that was for Cleveland uh, when mm-hmm. they got him. If Jay Crowder can return to uh, playoff Boston form on that Utah squad, that's huge for them. If they do end up matching with, remember, he was the one that people were excited for uh, when he joined Cleveland to see him mm-hmm. matching up with mm-hmm. Kevin Durant yes. or, you know, with a Paul George and things like that. So now that he's out West, you know, having him um, to back up Joe Angles and, and being able to mix and match those pieces, like you said, Quinn Snyder, he's, he's got a lot to work with. I mean, like I said before, you know, guys, that, that was one of the guys that I really didn't want to see go, even though I know he didn't find his, his place with Cleveland yet. You know, I really thought mm-hmm. that, you know, he would be that guy that, you know, come playoff time and we needed another defender, um, another guy who could play multiple roles. Um, I, I thought, you know, that could have been huge. Now, of course, um, he's gone now, and I think he'll he'll definitely add some value to your point. But that was definitely one that I did not want to see go. Um, so, but uh, you, you're right, man. You were, it's you be were one of the few. You were one of the few, Keith. I'm pretty well, sure everybody was ready for I, I, I'm Jay telling Craig. you, I was one of the few, man. I did not want to see him go. Uh, when I got that news, I was like, are you kidding me? But, hey, it is what it is, though. It is what it is. So, we've talked about the West. Now, let's go to that other conference, the Eastern Conference. Why didn't um, we start with all the Eastern of the Conference? <laughs> you say what? Why didn't we start with the Eastern Conference, honestly? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I wanted to get... Uh, get the best out of, out of the way first, and then we can go ahead and talk about the. We can talk about this other conference, um, but all of the seed, all the teams that are in the playoffs have clinched um, yeah. one through eight. It's just the seeding that's going to change a little bit. Right now, if the playoffs started today, Toronto would play uh, Washington in the first mm-hmm. round, and the one eight Boston against um, Miami in the two seven. Philly against Milwaukee in the in the three six. They will also be playing in the last game of the season as well. Um, and the Cleveland Cavaliers would play the Indiana Pacers in the four five. Um, I'll start off with this one. 
Um, I am excited about absolutely none of these matchups. <laughs> the only one that's kind of interesting is is the Milwaukee 76ers yep. um, series. You know, Milwaukee hasn't had the best year, but Giannis is still uh, Giannis. Um, and I think he could, could possibly carry them um, in a series against Philly, especially if Joel Embiid isn't fully healthy and maybe he's not uh, able to make the normal kind of impact. Um, the other matchups just aren't all that good to me. Boston, to me, is vulnerable, but I don't trust that Heat team uh, with Hassan Whiteside and um, what's left of Dwayne Wade and some of those other younger guys on that roster. I'm just not sure if they have quite enough scoring punch. Shots fired um, now, at D-Wade. You said what? Shots fired at D-Wade. Right. I love D-Wade, but, uh, but this is this is it. Look, this is Dwayne. This isn't D-Wade anymore. This is this is just Dwayne. Oh, um, JR early. <laughs> um, and then I think the Indiana Pacers in a, in a, in a seven-game series because the Cavs is a bad matchup as well. Um. Yeah, it's just these these first round. Unless obviously these seedings could change. I would love to see um, a Milwaukee Boston series in the first half. I would really like to see a Milwaukee Toronto series, um, and maybe the Wizards go up against the Celtics. If you want to see an upset, I think I think the Wizards could really give the Celtics issues, especially now that Kyrie is out mm-hmm. um, for the rest of the year. Um, the the Wizards are kind of the wild card team on here because. When, when Wall and Beal are playing at their best, that team can be really, really good. We saw that. Um, I don't know if it was last playoffs against the against the Celtics, mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the year before that against Toronto. Um, when those guys when those guys get rolling, they can beat anybody. Um, and so them against a vulnerable Boston team would be interesting. Toronto, um, I'm just not sure about. I mean, Toronto has had obviously a really good year. Shout out to them, but. In my opinion, the Raptors are basically the new Clippers. Uh, you got a couple Ooh. good players, and then a bunch of role players, and then they get in the playoffs and they can't finish. Um, I don't see them beating the Cavs um, in a seven-game series. I think the Cavs are still in their head. They don't have a good matchup for LeBron James. Um, Serge Ibaka is... I'm pretty sure he's 89 years old. Um, <laughs> you know, between... If I had to pick a team to come out of the East, I'd feel a lot more confident with the Cavs over anyone else. Um, although Philly can give everyone in this bracket problems if Joel Embiid is healthy, because there's just no matchup for him anywhere. So what's the current status on Embiid? Uh, he's expected to be back for the playoffs. He'll, um, he put up an Instagram picture this, uh, I think it was today, with him in a mask. So. Hmm. Um, his timetable is if it's not the start of the first round, it'll be beginning of the first round when he'll yeah. be back. Yeah, cause what was it, orbital fracture? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've seen. I, I think sometimes we take for granted, like, dog, that's your face, like that's, right. that's, that's your eye. <laughs> <laughs> but we see guys play through it so much. I think we've seen Kobe and Kyrie both don the mask and play through it. So, didn't you, Donis uh, Haslam, do it too? You know, I don't know. <laughs> is is he still in the league? He he. I think you can describe what he is right now as being in the league. He is on a roster. Yes. So he's Kendrick Perkins. God. Speaking of which, side. speaking yeah. of which, he's back. Yeah, yeah. The enforcer, the locker room <laughs> presence, Kendrick Perkins. You know what's how long before he's starting? 
We had nerdy <laughs> things since like February about them adding Kendrick Perkins to be a locker room presence. <laughs> and then he just added on a random day in April. Um, well, you heard what happened after they made all the trades. I think they talked to him and told him it was a possibility. And then he went on on uh, Twitter and Instagram, put up a picture of him in a Cavs jersey, say, I'm glad to be back with the squad. And basically the Cavs were like, no. well, well, wait, hold on. We're going to like wait this out to see if somebody else comes up. But if they don't, you'll definitely be with us. Uh, but don't let's not talk about it, though. <laughs> They definitely put they put that man on punishment for getting excited. <laughs> um, as far as the Eastern Conference, yeah, there's not much to say, not much to see. Um, I'll tell you what, if Philly has any concerns about Joel, I'm, I'm sitting that man down for the playoffs. I'm taking the same approach. We haven't been able to talk about it. I, I applaud Boston for having the foresight to see like, you know, Kyrie and old feeble knees, you know, we need not push the envelope with him. They wouldn't have gained anything if, from playing Kyrie. I don't know if they had a choice in the matter, but. Well, I I mean, Kyrie's been kind of touch and go with playing through these knee injuries and stuff like that. I think they could have pushed. I think they could have pushed for Gordon Hayward um, to make an appearance and play some type of role. But the question is just why? They're not yeah. good enough to beat any of these Western Conference teams in a seven-game series. You're not winning the finals this year. Only reason to bring Kyrie back and let him push you know, past whatever uh, swelling and everything he was dealing with is so he could try to beat the Cavs. And that's not, that's not a worthwhile enough um, you know, reason. Uh, let these guys rest up, bring them back next year, full strength, and let's see what they do. But... Now, yeah, now that that's not happening, yeah, Philly is intriguing. I don't really see them making too much noise. Um, Cavs pretty much got it locked up. Raptors I have no confidence in. Like Kyle Lowry is going to be dis- decompressing somewhere. <laughs> um, Martin Rosen is just, he's clueless in superstar moments. Um, so I understand everybody's excited about him this year. And it's cool. It's been nice to have somebody to talk about during the regular season. It's fun. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see the Cavs <laughs> in June. Um, Cavs better be really, really lucky that they, that, well, I hope they, the seating doesn't switch too much. Um, cause they need to avoid Milwaukee. They uh-huh. can't figure out how to play them. And so, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not worried about Milwaukee. They they the can't figure them out. The only team that I didn't want to play in the first round was was if I was the Cavs is, is Philadelphia. It's just because yeah. I, I mean, Embiid, like I said, Embiid's gonna have 67 points if Kevin Love's playing center. If Tristan Thompson plays center, he'll score 50. Um, so there's no Larry Nance would be a disaster against Joel Embiid. That's the only team that I'm like, I really don't want to play in the first round. Um, especially as the Cavs are just now starting to get healthy and get their footing. I don't want to figure that stuff out against them. I'd rather figure that out against the Pacers, for example, or even the Wizards. I'm just not interested. Pacers are a perfect first-round appetizer. They are yeah. yeah, they are half-price apps. Half-price <laughs> apps. <laughs> they're Friday's pot stickers. Like, they're, they're perfect. 
What is that? Is that um? What is that? It's not barbecue chicken. Would that be shredded chicken? <laughs> that, would that be a would that be a would that be a grilled chicken salad? What would that? Be? I, I think you could go ahead and call that a, a, a rotisserie chicken strips. It's rotisserie chicken strips. <laughs> Keith, you got any thoughts on the Easter conference? Man, I, I honestly like. I just I feel bad for Kyrie, man. That dude has the knees of an eighty year old man. Like I mean, goodness, like. I, every year, I think we were talking about this before, like every year, like you just believe it's going to happen. Like I, I'll never forget, the, I believe the first year they were playing Golden State, Kevin Love was already hurt uh, from a dirty play uh, by, uh, I forget his name, for Boston. And Kelly Olenek. Yeah, Olenek. Yeah, thank you. And then Kyrie, honestly, he had such a huge impact on game one and goes down and they lose that series. Um, a series that I think is winnable with Kyrie. Um, so I feel bad for that man um, and for Boston, you know, because, you know, they came into this season thinking like, okay, we got we got Gordon and we got Kyrie, you know, we're ready to go. But as you all said, uh, the Cavs are definitely fortunate. Um, I, I'm going to be very interested to see the, the play of the King all throughout these playoffs. Um, I want to see, you know, normally this is the time where he turns off all social media um, and he and he dives in. So I'm really interested to see the LeBron James we see with this team, of course. Um, K-Love is close to 100% as they'll get him to. Um, so that's that. I definitely agree. I wouldn't want them to play Philly. I honestly wouldn't want them to play Milwaukee either. Um, but, the, you know, but we'll see how the how the uh, seating plays out. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. Of course, no one trusts Toronto. So mm-hmm. I heard some guys talking to work the other day, like if Kyle Lowry doesn't show up in the Eastern conference finals, I'm just like, if they make it to the Eastern conference finals, honestly, um, right. if, if they, if, if, if Washington, they get Washington first round, like I may pick Washington as that upset. No joke. Mm. Um, just because I've seen what Washington has done in the playoffs, um, against teams like Boston, which, of course, Game 7 last year, they didn't show up. Um, but that was a incredible series. One of my favorite series of last year's playoffs was that that Boston and Washington man. series. Um, if, so, If gang sign John Wall show up, man, gang sign John Wall don't play. Right. Uh. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, those are all... All the things that I'm, I'm thinking for Eastern Conference Finals, I still think the Cavs will lock it up and get to the finals. Who they'll play from the West will be interesting. Um, but I just don't know if the Cavs will still have the power, especially if Curry's back, uh, to match up with that Warrior team. You guys want to hear a pretty hot take? Uh-oh. Here's it my is. hot take. It, it's, it's kind of a tangential hot take. You were talking about the series and the finals when uh, – when Kyrie tore his, uh, was it meniscus or patella? I can't remember. I think that's the series that made the Warriors want to get uh, Kevin Durant. Not the series that the Cavs won in the finals, but the year before that, because there's no reason that they shouldn't have put away the Cavs early in that series. But for whatever reason, that combination of sadly peak Tristan uh, Tristan Thompson and Matthew Delavado- MVP really? Matthew Delavadova just bothered um, the Warriors so much. And I think they looked at that team and said, we should have been able to put away that team. We need one more guy. Um, But Kevin Durant, are you kidding me? (laughs) 
Like, don't get, don't, this isn't even a good hot take because I'm just going to get angry all over again. <laughs> I'm going to get so bad. Listen, like, I, I feel I feel some PTSD coming up. I oh feel my gosh, he's the Y'all worst. Need... I just okay. Kevin's the worst. The absolute worst. Is it? And and I hear a lot of debate about. You know, all the different comparisons and oh well, LeBron went to Miami X Y oh, Z. It's it's been overstated. We don't need to say it anymore. They didn't need you, Kevin. You needed them. It was an easy road. I don't care what nobody says. Malcolm, you're absolutely right. That twenty fifteen finals when when they got put to work by Shump yeah. <laughs> Delhi and barely Timo. Mozgov. Oh my but, gosh, I forgot about that. Oh my but LeBron just went Super Saiyan and was just playing out of his mind. And yeah, they were looking around and they're like, okay, you know, we pulled this out because of sheer fatigue, but we're not enough. Yeah. And yeah, that's when Kyrie broke the kneecap and I think they did the math on their own. Um yeah. and then they it was confirmed that next year. So Yeah. Oh, can I say this? Real quick, last year we found ourselves in a situation where we watched Washington, like, we just watched them die on the court. They just died. In game seven of that series of Boston, I mean, it was clear, it was evident to anybody with two eyes. Their rotation was too short. They needed more depth, and that would have made the difference. Then they went and they spent $100 million, even more, on Otto Porter, and we find ourselves in really the same the same predicament. They're still short on on rotation, and they will phase out again. That's been the most frustrating thing for me to watch because I really think Washington was a couple pieces away. But yeah, they're man. Washington's not one of those teams, man. You wish that they just had one more guy, one more guy to help that team to be elite. But I think we've talked enough about the Eastern. Should have been Durant. Oh man, that would that was that was that was my dream scenario. Kevin Durant going to Washington, or even I wouldn't even taken him going to Boston. That would have been a nice, nice little change up to get him out of the West. But alas, we have what we have. So that's all we're going to talk about the NBA today. I'm sure we'll be talking about the NBA a lot in the coming weeks with playoffs and all kind of exciting games coming up. But we're actually going to switch gears a little bit to the NFL. Um, it's been a busy off season for one particular team, and that team is the. It's weird to say this out loud, but the Los Angeles Rams? Yep. Los, Los Angeles Rams? Yeah. Uh, shout out to the San Diego or St. Louis Rams, um, wherever they are. And right, I guess we're talking about the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> um, this team has been busy this offseason, uh, making some major moves. The latest being trading for Brandon Cooks from the New England Patriots. Yep. They also signed Indomitian Sue. Sam Shields, Akeem Tlaib from Denver, and Marcus Peters. I believe he came from the Chiefs. Um, this team looks, for lack of better words, scary uh, coming into this year. Um, what do you guys think about the Rams' moves this year, and where does this place them kind of in the NFL hierarchy of teams? Man, I'm telling you what. Like, you know, football being my like favorite sport right now to watch on television – um, I cannot wait to watch this team. I really think, honestly, and Skip Bayless said this this past week, I think this puts them at the top of the NFC if they're healthy. I mean, you look mm. at a team that has 
Todd Gurley, who was an absolute freak of nature, um, a fantasy football nightmare. If you had, if you were playing against Todd Gurley, like just almost count yourself as a loss. Um, mm. uh, I do think, of course, this will really put the pressure on Jared Goff to really be a good, a very good um, quarterback. But I mean, he'll have no choice with the likes of Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. Still, they did lose Sammy Watkins. But um, they still have a lot of weapons on that team. Um, And then defensively, their secondary just became one of the best in the country. Um, And defensively, they weren't that bad last year anyways. So uh, this this Rams team is going to be extremely fun. I honestly, since my Bengals stink so badly, um, this may be a new team for me to root for, honestly. just because I, I love their swagger last year. Um, I, oh, yeah, I forgot about Robert Woods. Robert Woods, uh, mm-hmm. a great receiver for them, too. So this team is honestly going, like, if not for a ton of turnovers and all, like, they did not play well in the playoffs against Atlanta. I was very disappointed to see that matchup. Um, they kind of shot themselves in the foot, though. But that team, Malcolm and Ian, is going to be so fun to watch. I, I'm already looking forward to NFL season. Um, and then depending on what they do with the draft, with their draft picks, like it can yeah. only get better. Of course, barring any injuries there, them and the Eagles is probably going to be the matchup for the NFC uh, championship. Ooh. You heard it. You heard it. Wow. I already got a prediction. It's kind of early for predictions. Uh, I love it. Just on paper, just on paper, of course. We're cooking in April. I'm, I'm Man, writing I, this down. I'm writing this. What's, what's today's date? <laughs> Keith predicted NFC championship game between Philly and say and excuse me, LA Rams. LA. We're gonna yep. uh, we're gonna see how this ages over the right. next uh, <laughs> next six to eight months. On paper, remember on paper. <laughs> That's my yeah, asterisk. <laughs> I got to say, I mean, yeah, thinking about Brandon Cooks and guys, I, I really, I don't want to imagine if if the Giants actually do trade Odell Beckham to LA. Oh gosh, I'm just yeah. Well, um, let's talk about that. I mean, do you guys think that's that's a real thing? Do you guys think that could happen? I I do. I um. I mean, just being here in Cleveland, I know Cleveland was one of the players that really wanted in. On that, and that would be a crazy receiving core too. Put him with Landry yes. and uh, Josh Gordon, allegedly, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, and uh, if the ghost of Corey Coleman ever comes back to life, but yeah, man. <laughs> um, but even still, you know, I I, I kind of want to see him go to LA just to see if this. Uh, if there's one thing that we've come to love in sports, it's freak super teams. Just. I don't know, random amalgamations of, 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 of crazy talent and seeing if they can figure it out and put it all on the field. Um, Wade Phillips, you know, is a big draw, not just the L.A. weather and all of that, but um, on that defensive end, man, I, I, I mean, Aaron Donald and, and, and Sue and what's the guy, Rockers. Yeah, and then you got Marcus Peters, and oh my goodness gracious! So I mean, I'm excited about defense again. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like defense has become you know 
I don't know, it's always been important, but it's, it's getting a little bit more shine, I'll say, over the last five, ten years where guys are really talking about, you know, the, these guys being uh, – I, I, I remember when, when Revis Island, you know, really came into prominence and you started hearing more and more guys wanting to be locked down, shut down corners and things like that. And, you know, he wasn't the first, but, yeah, uh, I think defense has gotten a lot more sexy, if, if, if I dare say. Um <laughs> And so I'm excited about, you know, them putting a defensive unit together like they are. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the offense is one thing. Jared Goff is, is he the, mm, is he the guy? He's, he, he's, he, he showed some signs last year. He did. He did show a few signs. He did. But you give him this much talent and you put him in a win now corner. And so, you know, I I gotta wonder how that how that messes with the psyche of a young quarterback. Um, you know, his toughness was something that I mean, frankly, it, it did come into question at certain points during draft evaluations when they were trying to decide about him or Wentz. But I, I personally don't think he'll have an issue. I just think it's an interesting position to put him in. Um but yeah, uh, uh, all in all, I can't say enough about how excited I am. I'm with Keith about this NFL season. I don't think I've ever been this excited this early for NFL uh, regular season to to come around. So I'm all for it, man. LA definitely. Uh, I've read more of their stuff than I have the Browns lately. So <laughs> hold on, but hold on. How in the world could they get Odell? Because didn't they want to? Um, first round draft first picks, rounders. like I mean, yeah. So how could that even be possible for LA? You could do that. You could do one this year and one next year. Um, I guess that's true. Yeah. And I don't know what their I don't know what their draft pick situation is. They may have I don't know if they have any extra ones this year. But yeah, you could definitely package a one this year and a one next year. Yeah, is he but worth then you that? Gotta, right, but well, Odell Beckham. Yes. Well, I mean, hold on though, but. For for the Giants, you're probably going to get low first round. I mean, high first round picks, you know, because the Rams aren't going to be any slouches. So yeah. I feel like they I mean, wouldn't the, get the talent that they're trading away. We're we're assuming that um, the Giants are in a position where they would just take whatever talent they can get for him. Now we're assuming that it's not a deeper issue with Odell, where they just want to unload him. We've seen this happen with teams. Uh, where they're so willing to get rid of a guy um, that they'll take an offer that maybe didn't look great on paper. You saw in the NBA with uh, with the Paul George trade, um, and you see in the NFL with other deals where teams were just trying to get off guys who were problems in their locker room, especially with the new regime coming in and the Giants. They may be looking to to make a change, and they might accept an offer from um, from the Rams. So. Um, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not super optimistic. It'll happen. And I don't really want to see it happen. Um, I think Odell is easily a top, what, three receiver in the NFL and he would change and help any team he goes to. But, um, I think, I think the Giants for their sake will find a way to work it out, uh, with him. So we're running short on time, but we're going to do one quick, um, topic. Um, try to give your answer in one minute or less. Floyd Mayweather Jr. may be returning to the ring, but it might be an octagon. He might make his UFC debut against Conor McGregor. This is uh, reported. Nothing has been confirmed. Do you guys want to see Floyd Mayweather Jr. in the UFC? 
I honestly just oh. want to see him in the octagon um, just because um, I think it will really humble him. If he, like, if he got in that <laughs> ring, he would seriously be humbled. Like, within, yeah. now, here's the thing. They're, they're talking about, like, if he got in the ring against Conor, there would be rules that it's in place, like, you know, um, with certain, you know, striking or elbows or knees or whatever it may be, they'll, they'll limit um, the type of contact you could have with him, which would work in Floyd's favor. However, he still, I mean, I could see him getting submitted in like 30 seconds. Like, it's that <laughs> quick. If he, if he swings and misses and he goes down to the mat, like, unless he has some freak of nature training him, um, he will be humbled. And that's all I've been. I, I really wanted Manny Pacquiao to humble him. That didn't happen. Floyd is a great defensive fighter, um, but I would love to see him get humbled. That's just me. Um, but, of course, with Conor McGregor shenanigans, who knows if he's even going to step back into the octagon. So, um, And if it's not Conor, I don't know if it's going to be worth it for Floyd to get back into the ring. But why even risk your, your, your career? Like that, you know, I just for another two hundred million dollars, I guess whatever. He's, bored. he's just bored. Like this is this is like the this is the ramblings of a bored person. Oh, I I don't have anything else to do. I'll just try another sport. Let's do that. Like I don't want to see I don't want to see him in the UFC. Um, first of all, if it's Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor fought a bus, so I'm not interested in watching him. <laughs> Against Floyd Mayweather the Junior, he was crazy enough to take on the bus. I look, you can have that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you ain't about to. You ain't about to take me out like that. <laughs> so yeah, this is Floyd's bored. He has a lot of money. He don't know what to do. Um, you know, no one wants to fight him in boxing anymore because he pretty much takes everyone out of the fight they want to fight. So I mean, look, look, I don't, I don't want them problems. You went, you had McGregor come to you to box. You go to him to UFC. I, that's not a. That, I don't think that's a smart move. It's not. But as annoying as look, Floyd just annoyed me. I, I will acknowledge <laughs> his record and his. Uh, he had to work for and something something. So I don't take anything away from his legacy or whatever. I guess I, I never enjoyed a Floyd Mayweather fight ever in my life. Um, and I would like to think that UFC would force him to engage to a point where, yeah, he would get exposed. Keith, that was my first thought. I would love to see a Floyd Mayweather puddle in the middle of an octagon, but I feel like he's, he's just annoying enough to find a way to defensively fight, um, in, in UFC. And that would just, that would just annoy me even further. I'm saying this like, yeah, I wouldn't even buy that. I would buy it, which would be the even more annoying thing, um, just to see him, what I feel like would be skip around the ring and just jump in and do a whole lot of nothing. He, pretty boy Floyd, ain't going to mess up his face. Mm-hmm. He, he's not really trying to rumble and brawl in there. So it would be a, it would be a ploy, but I agree. I wouldn't want to see it unless it's really Connor. Um, shoot. Maybe a year and a half ago, I'd have said, put him in there with Ronda Rousey, and I'd have enjoyed that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, man, I mean, uh, uh, it's money. Just, that's the money team doing what the money team does. Yeah, but in the octagon, I just don't feel like he can run like he or, or do as much defensively, you know, just because there's so much more. Now, of course, with limits, there's so much more that a fighter can do to grab you, to take you to the mat, all that type of stuff. So I just don't feel like he would have – 
a lot of room to be the defensive genius that he is. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to see the limits. I don't want to see Floyd in a three-point shootout with Steph Curry, but, you know, you can't shoot from the top of the key. Or, uh, right. I don't want to see right. uh, Take the restrictions off. Let them Look, take all that off. I don't no. want to see Floyd Mayweather die. I feel like that's what we're going to watch after is he's going to die. I don't want to watch Floyd Mayweather die. I just don't. I just want to see him get battered a little bit. Like mm-hmm. like Keith said, for the sake of humility, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people like Floyd's swagger, they call it. But I just got a thing with arrogance. You know, I just want to see him come down a peg. If he can't mm-hmm. use his right side for a couple of days, then that's a byproduct, you know. I definitely wow. wish him well in the end. But, wow. <laughs> I mean, there was already some questionable victories that he had for, on his boxing resume anyways. Come so, on with it. What? I said, come on with it. Right. I mean, so, I mean, the Oscar De La Hoya fight, you know, I mean, a lot of people thought that that was a highway robbery. Um, that that he, I, I forget if it was unanimous or whatever it was, um, at that particular point in time, many, many commentators said that should have been a split, a draw, something else outside of Floyd winning that fight. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to hate on the guy. I just wish he wasn't as arrogant as he is. Um, but, hey, I guess, you know, some people, like you said, call that swag. I call it arrogance, and I would love, come on, Lord, just bring him down a few steps. Come on, Lord, just a few. Steps. I also want to point out that you guys don't understand what quick answers are. This was supposed to be a <laughs> three-minute segment that went about eight, and we have spent entirely too much time talking about a retired boxer who wants, <laughs> apparently wants a death wish to fight uh, the bus killer, Conor McGregor. I'm just not... I, I, I just don't want to see it. it. It sounds dumb. Anyway! Shout out to the Money Team. Shout out to Ray J. If you have seen oh, the Breakfast God. Club interview, you know why I just said that. So we are going to close out this another wonderful episode of 3 in 1 Podcast with our quick final words. Quick final words. Hey, guys. Quick final words. Ian, your parting <laughs> words. Hey, man. I'm just, uh, just looking forward to um, Indians. Season has begun. I'll talk to y'all in a few months as they have to play 793 games before the postseason. Jesus. <laughs> Keith, give us some give give us something more uplifting than baseball, please, as your as your parting words. Uh, well, I, I don't have anything because the Reds stink, and I just wish the Bengals would make more moves like the Rams. But I mean, hey, again, the Rams give me something else to root for outside the Bengals. That's all I got. Eric Reed, he uh he did a uh, a visit with the with the Bengals. That's exciting, uh, right? Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give a shout out to a real boxer, uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay. Um, he's one of the he- heavyweight champions. Uh, I really want to see him get that shot against Joshua. I think he's a great champion. I think that'd be mm-hmm. a great fight. It would mm-hmm. kind of put boxing back in the light that it needs to be. So shout out to Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber. I want to see you get your shot at the title and unifying that title. And we want to shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of 3 in 1 Podcast. Yeah. From Cleveland, Ohio, international Ian Lamont Morgan. Whew, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And in Cincinnati, Keith Turner Jr. Hey, hey, hey. We love you guys. 
And of course, in the capital city, Columbus, Ohio, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you guys for joining us for the 3-in-1 Podcast. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace.